Welcome to the Maria Heller Show, on the net since 2000 and still going strong. If you feel like you're not getting the real news, if you feel like you're not connected spiritually, you have found your home. Maria covers a wide range of topics as only a snarky New Yorker can. Straight up, no chaser. No censorship, no corporate sponsors, thus true freedom of speech. Your subscription gives you unlimited access as a member of the smartest audience on earth. Relax and enjoy the education. Now here's Maria. Good morning world. Maria here, alive and kicking. Welcome to Hell and High Water with my guest, co-host, friend, adopted son, Chuck O'Challey. If you're not familiar with Chuck's work, get over to ocelli.com. I have a live link right here. We all are some couple of the few voices left out there who have actually been giving you the news straight all these years. Uh, so let me first say good morning to Chuck. Good morning, Chuck. Oh, good morning, Mom. You know, it, it's uh, it's an interesting time <laughs> in which we live, as usual, right? As it has been for, I guess, all the years we've been doing this now, because right? it's been it's been a couple years, hasn't it? Oh yeah, oh yeah, several years. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> You know, I mean, I, I haven't been around for all of your 21 years, but I have been around for a few of them. Right. And uh, gotta say, it, it's been uh, it's been an interesting trip to take with you. Now, really quickly, if you don't mind, I am going to do a special thing for which will only be available to people that actually monetarily support the show. Uh-huh. And uh, wanted to let people know about it really quick, which is that uh, I recently. Uh, self-administered a bit of treatment via psilocybin uh, to try and deal with certain issues. Uh And I'm going to discuss it. I'm not giving out medical advice to anybody, but I'm going to discuss it at length uh, with someone who is in the medical field who is going to remain basically unidentified. Um, But I'm going to go over it and talk about the the positive nature of psilocybin. uh, for me, and there, there's your spoiler, but I'm going to do at least three parts, which will only be available to members at my website and only be available to people at Patreon, kind of like this show. Right. Uh, so there you go. I uh, just want to let you know that that's, that's a thing that's going to happen uh, shortly. I'm in the midst of uh, organizing it. Well, good so, for you. Anyway. Sounds interesting for sure. Listen, nature has all the cures that we need and want. Which is why environmentalists have been so strong about the burning of the rainforest in different places when there are plants in there that we haven't even identified, let alone studied yet, which could be the cure for so many diseases we have. And, you know, whether it's, you know, psilocybin, which I'm guessing is mushrooms, uh, whether it's LSD, which, of course, a lot of medical practices are using now, uh, especially for people with PTSD. Whether it's cannabis, which seems to help every damn thing. (laughs) So who knows what else is in everything that we're setting on fire on this planet or freezing off the planet. Uh, So yeah, I have uh, absolutely no judgment on that. I say brava, brava. Well, and here's the thing. Uh, You bring up PTSD, so I'll add an addendum. Uh, That is the issue that I sought to tackle. Um... And uh, again, I'm not going to get into it now, 
because uh, you know you you may want to ask questions after I put this thing out if you if you take time to listen to it because I, I'm just going to document my personal experience um, and I think it'll be useful to some people that uh, quite frankly if you carry this long enough uh-huh. um, this which is not a, a disease or an illness PTSD is not an illness in my opinion it's a, it, it, it's actually a logical reaction uh, to certain circumstances and quite frankly I, I, I think there are many people that are you know thinking they're suffering from it and they're not but there are also many people that are suffering silently uh, for various reasons not everybody who gets it gets it from a battlefield condition although you know it depends on what war you're fighting so I mean quite honestly there's there's a lot to be said about it and uh, not even saying that, you know, I'm, I'm going to be an example or anything, but I think that it's, uh, it's worthy of discussion, it's worthy of exploration. And again, you know, even looking at the simplest things on the planet, uh, when you deal with uh, poison ivy even, Maria, right. if, if you're standing in a patch of poison ivy, chances are that somewhere within your line of sight, if you turn around 360 degrees, believe it or not, there's a plant that can deal with the problem from the poison ivy most of the time. Right. Um, and that's the thing. There is a natural solution. It's just that uh, there, there's a great deal of lost knowledge. There's a great deal of ignored knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there are also, of course, people that are looking to take advantage of you out there who do sell you garbage, too. Right. That they claim they know what it does. But there were realistic answers to a great many things on this planet long before anybody even had books. You know, right. and, uh, it was just knowledge that was passed uh, from generation to generation by the people that needed to use it in the places they needed to use it. Right. Sorry, but, you know, that that's one of those things that is necessary and should be respected. Uh, a whole hell of a lot more than our friends at big pharmaceutical companies. Oh, absolutely. And listen, every medication is plant-based. That's something they don't tell people. Okay. So, you know, they take the perfect cure and then they bastardize it to make it addictive or not work all the way because they want repeat customers, et cetera, et cetera. And for people that are interested, I just know this because people have sent me books on the subject for years there are tons of books out on the benefits of uh, mushrooms, psychedelic or otherwise, okay? And everybody should be eating mushrooms you can buy in your grocery store at least twice a week, okay? Just for their health benefits. But you know, a lot a of people wide today. A wide variety. A wide variety. Oh, of yeah, mushrooms, absolutely. Know, and, and, and not just uh, psychologically. I mean, there's stuff, stuff that's just simply good for your gut. There's stuff that uh, can, can deal with almost everything within just the world of mushrooms. That's just fungus. Right. <laughs> you know, um, not, not to mention the actual plants. Plants and fungus are different. But, um, yeah, that, that's an incredible story in and of itself. And right. uh, there, there's a whole world of knowledge that is often ignored. And funny thing that always comes to my mind when I'm dealing with stuff like this is, uh, is what you said to me many years ago. And was common sense, and I should have known better, but it was really the first person that I heard say it very clearly. Uh, you know, your, your food should be your first medicine. And uh, you know what? There are plenty of things that you can eat on this planet that deal with a whole lot of issues uh, all the way around. And, and that's something that uh, I urge everybody to explore for themselves as best they can.
Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, you know, this weekend I met a bunch of women, uh, and uh, actually they had hired me to come <laughs> to come and do reads for them, and they were fabulous women, uh, and they had so many questions. And a lot of them, you know, when people meet me and, and you know, I'm, I'm not embarrassed when somebody says, you know, how old are you? Because to me, that's like a badge of honor that I even lived this long. Uh, but when I tell people my age, they flip out. And the next question is, you know, what do you do? So I start explaining diet to these women, referred them to notmilk.com, which was one of the earliest shows I ever did. Uh, I forget the guy's last name, but his first name was Robert. I remember that. Uh, when he showed all the bad things that milk and dairy does to the body. And I told these women, because they were all getting up there in years, that osteoporosis is from dairy, because dairy breaks down your bones. Uh, and they were blown away. And the more I talked to them, the fact that broccoli has more protein than steak, this, that, the other thing, their eyes were just popping out of their heads. Uh, and they just want to know more and more. Now, I will tell you this, Chuck. I don't talk about food or diet to anyone unless they ask me because people take it very personally. No one wants to hear it. Don't take my, you know, it's like, don't take my meat away from me. Uh, so I don't really care what anybody does, but if somebody actually asks me and then I refer them to my site because I have so many great shows with Dr. Will Tuttle, with Dr. John McDougal, with Dr. Neil Bernard, you know, so many top vegans, so many animal rights people. Uh, but one thing I learned is I'm not offering that information unless somebody really wants it, because otherwise you're going to get into an argument, and I don't want to go there. Well, you know, that's the other thing is uh, uh, when it comes to this stuff, look, uh, and this is why I'm doing it not, you know, for mass public consumption. Uh, regarding this uh, very personal thing is because I don't think a lot of people want this information. Um, you know, I'm going to give it to those that might might seek it out, but I think that there are a lot of people that simply do not want that information to begin with. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the, uh, the slim numbers of individuals that do actually support what I do, uh, you know, they, they have a choice. They know that. Everybody does. Of anyway. course. But uh, I, I certainly feel as though they're, they're the people that deserve to, uh, to, to know a, a rather interesting uh, story. So that's why I'm keeping that for myself. But, you know, outside of diet, I got to say that uh, we need to consider all the things that we decide to consume uh, and, and all the things that we decide to expose ourselves to. And, you know, it, it is not just the physical environment, but... Uh, Beyond that, mm -hmm. the input that we receive from the circumstances, uh, you know, from the conditions that we continuously expose ourselves to, these are all relevant when it comes to buildups of either negative impacts on your, your body or your mind. Uh, and, and, you know, some things, listen, we're, we're all stuck on the same rock, so... Some things are going to be there, and there's not much you can do about it. Uh, you can't always avoid all the negativity. You know, there are people that say they only want to be in positive space and around positive things. And that is, you know, listen, unless you're going to, uh, you know, uh, seclude yourself in a place mm. uh, and live in the uh, complete COVID lockdown reality, um, <clears throat> that you'll, you'll find that impossible. Right. So, 
you've got to learn how to navigate it, and you've got to learn how to minimize the exposure to negativity. I mean, you know, you don't want to bathe in radiation. Right. So uh, it's just, it's the thing. I mean, and radiation's the best uh, uh, allegorical device I have for that. But, I mean, truth is that, you know, these are the considerations. It's not necessarily about safety either. It's just about intelligence. You know, you can choose to destroy yourself if you wish, mm-hmm. but do that knowingly if that's what you choose to do. You know, don't do it because you're just ignoring the things that you're allowing yourself to be exposed to. I don't know. I don't even know what's inspiring this conversation. I'm honest. I got to be honest with you. I'm just like letting this flow at this point. Well, that's okay. And- Listen, I did a show years ago on chemical sensitivity, something most people don't even think about. Uh, another really good show at Martha Rosenberg on the chemicals and disgusting things in our food and our pharmaceuticals, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so listen, we can all just do the best we can. Nobody's going to do it perfectly. Uh, but it's important as Texans are finding out that you have clean water. Okay. Uh, and most people, what's coming out of their tap is not clean water. Uh, there's tons of chemicals in it. There's uh, our, our pharmaceuticals are in it. Uh, you know, fluoride in most places is in it. Uh, luckily, my town doesn't use fluoride in our water. Uh, the, you know, there's so many things down to your toothpaste. You know, I keep an organic cleaning supply. Everything I use in my house, you could eat because it's safe. These are things that most people don't think about. Um and even the vitamins they buy, you know, are they really real vitamins or are they garbage? You know, you just, you know, paying a lot of money for expensive urine. Uh, so, you know, it's about doing a little research because you're living in your body. So you want to treat your body the best way you can, you know, clean water, good sleep, uh, clean food, real food, uh, some exercise. There's another dirty word. Uh, I don't talk to anybody about exercise unless they ask me. Uh, because I know that those are two really personal topics for people. But, you know, you remind me of something that I've covered on the show for so long, and I've said it a million times, and I'm going to say it again. The only votes we have is our dollar and our forks. And people need to pay attention what they're supporting, what they're spending their money on, and what they're putting in their mouths. You know, yesterday I had a a news story because... uh, under Trump, you know, a lot of animals that were on the endangered species list got written off, okay? And now it's open season, I think, in Wisconsin on the wolves. And once again, man interferes with the natural laws of nature. You know, wolves need to exist for a reason. Uh, And, you know, I'm doubting that anybody's hunting those wolves because they want to eat them. I don't know. I've never heard a story once in my life of anybody eating a wolf. Uh, And you just look at man's disregard and ignorance of nature and how this planet works and then look at what's been going on all over the planet okay everybody's been covering this uh texas horror which you and i could talk about but i saw the same kind of floods super floods in uh indonesia uh in europe you know mount etna is exploding like nobody's business uh you look at the fires you look at the floods you look at the freak winter which i think is permanent um, and you know, how much more do humans need to see 
before they realize how we have disturbed the natural, the natural world and the results of it. Well, yeah, there, there you have it. I mean, without, uh, without attempting to even come close to living in harmony with any of your surrounding, what do you expect? Eventually your surrounding will turn on you. I mean, it, it's just uh, it, it's the way it is. And it's funny because I was discussing this uh, last night on my show um, with, with a rather interesting fellow named Terry Tapp. And, you know, he, he was talking about, and I was also talking about the fact that there are people wholly disconnected from the realities which most of us endure. Um, and, you know, it's true that the elite classes totally have a, a separate thought process. You know, that, that 600 or so families that are actually wealthy on the planet, right, um, that, that do have a different level of reality in which they are existing in, where, <clears throat> you know, their solution as far as uh, the planet's going to hell and uh, not even with a handbasket is, well, let's build some underground bunkers. Because they don't recognize that eventually, at some point, they're going to have to deal with the planet anyway. You can't keep, uh, you know, unending supplies in an underground bunker. It's not going to work. Right. And, you know, then... and you can try it 80 different ways. And yeah, you can do it for a long time. You might even be able to grow some things down there. But eventually, if the planet dies, you're done. And they don't feel any connectivity to it. Now, it, the reason why this is so fascinating at this point in time, because, I mean, I'm obviously not telling anybody that's listening to this anything they don't already know. Because if you're listening to us, you've already figured out you've been had by the system. Okay. Um, so, i got to say that it was remarkable to me to watch this whole thing, and I'm sorry to bring in some current events, but let's do it, to watch this whole thing with Ted Cruz. Uh-huh. And... You know, the, the idea that there are people who don't have, you know, a, a, what's the old expression? A, a pot to piss in nor a window to throw it out of. Right. That are defending a guy who is supposed to be representing the people of a state who are clearly in trouble, you know, because of circumstances that were created by those in power. I'm just going to go to Cancun with my family until I get busted and then come back and, you know, go for some uh, clearly staged photo ops right. to show that I'm handing out water and food to people that are in need uh, in order to try and, you know, rehabilitate my now damaged public image. What in the hell is going on? Not with him. I get it. He's not part of our reality. He's, you know, in a different class. And also leaving his poodle at home cute, too. Really disgusting, you know, right? But somebody that works for him will go check out Snowflake the poodle. So you know, no worries there. He'll let other people that work for him take care of things. I get that. What I don't get are people that have no dog in his fight, mm -hmm. that have no stake in his reality, and you know, take stake to be an actual wooden stake. It doesn't matter. Defending. This idea that, well, you know, what was Ted Cruz going to do about ice storms? Right. Are you kidding me? Right. What did so, Beto O'Rourke do? What did Alexandria uh, Cortez do? Uh, she raised almost five, $5 million for the people of Texas after they've been demonizing her since she took office. 
Uh, so there's no excuse. But like you said, listen, I've been saying for years, there's class warfare in America. It's nothing new. And we are going to get to a caste system without a doubt. And, you know, by a little aside, Heidi Cruz, Ted Cruz's wife that Trump called ugly and he didn't defend her, uh, is heavily invested in the power companies in Texas. And, you know, the guy in charge, one of the CEOs of the uh, power company, said, I hit the jackpot. And yet people continue to vote for the same people, vote against their own interests, not that their vote matters because who knows how it gets manipulated. Uh, But remember, just two weeks before the storm, Texas wanted to secede from the union. Because Biden got elected. The same Biden whose buses they ran off the road in Texas uh, is the same man they're asking for help now. Uh, So they'll forget and they'll go back ahead and keep, you know, people like Ted Cruz, Mitch McConnell, all the criminals, they'll keep them in office because... You can't fix stupid. You know what I mean? But, no, I, I, and I know that, and that's amazing, but it just, it doesn't compute in my little personal computer here, you know, the one in my head, that you would defend this action as if this, well, if I had money, I'd leave too. Well, you know, the, you're problematic as well, so, you know, to hell with your neighbors. I don't mm. care who's freezing to death. I don't care if they don't get water. Right. I'm not even going to sit and try to do work to help, right. is what you're telling me. And how, how is this remotely defensible? Now, I'm sure you saw the latest that came out from him where he went into a tirade and all this other nonsense. Yeah, and then and this... now he's angry at his neighbors. Right. How dare they put up Beto O'Rourke signs in his neighborhood, too? <laughs> how about the mariachis outside his house? Oh, yeah, there's that. That's, that's beautiful. But, I, you know, it's interesting because I, before the show, I had made a post on Facebook, which I'm surprised I'm not banned off again. It's been a while. Uh, and it answers that question. You know, we keep wondering, you know, why do people make excuses for people like this? Well, here's the answer. And it was a quote by Lyndon Johnson, of all people. Here's the, uh, here it comes. <clears throat> Johnson was once asked why poor and middle-class Republicans vote against their own interest. And this was his response. If you can convince the lowest white man he's better than the best colored man, he won't know you're picking his pocket. Hell, give him something to look down on and he'll empty his pockets for you. I would say that says it all. And that's what the Republican Party does. You know, they're still bleeding their constituents. While Alexandria was raising money for Texas, Trump was holding a $10,500 a couple dinner that Boebert, the gun-toting moron that does knows nothing about the job, the Constitution, and helped with the insurrection, uh, attended. And the next day, she's still saying she's against the $15 minimum wage. You know, one thing about Lyndon Johnson is, uh, you know, yes, he was a criminal. Yes, he was a scumbag. Yes, yes, yes. He wasn't stupid. Um, just, just saying, he wasn't an idiot. I know some people like to think of him as a guy who didn't know much. Right. Um, you're wrong. Right. He knew what he was doing. He was sharp and shrewd um, and a criminal, but, I mean, he also did a few good things. 
unfortunately, the most of what, what we all remember about him is, you know, in his latter days, you know, driving drunk around the White House. Well, you know, the Great Society, the Vietnam War, I mean, listen, it's a mixed bag. But what Civil I'm saying, rights. He wasn't stupid. Right. You know, he, I've, known, I've known some very, very serious criminal people in my life who, uh, uh, quite frankly, don't go to prison very often. You know why? Because they're not stupid. Right. I mean, it's just that simple. It's not that they're any less of a criminal than, you know, a guy sticking up a gas station. They're just smarter. And, you know, Lyndon Johnson, eh, <laughs> much as I hate to give him a compliment, not a dumb man. Right. He knew how the system worked. And you know why he knew how the system worked? Because he gamed it all the time. Absolutely. So, you know, horse's mouth, well, there it came. Right, I mean, exactly. <laughs> Well, then you have the other side of it. You know, in TV mesmerized Americans' minds, they truly still believe that anybody can grow up and be a millionaire. So when they defend these people, they see themselves in that position because, after all, they've been taught since they were little that anybody can grow up and be a millionaire. And they still hold on to that dream. So they defend the people they wish they were. I don't know. I wouldn't want to wish to be any anything like those people. Uh, but they do it because they want in. And they don't get, they're never going to get in. No, and see, that's the thing about the voters that support these guys, too. Not just because uh, you can convince people of their superiority. Although that is a great point. But there's another point to this where... I think that quite often the public fails to recognize that all of these people you see become millionaires, even though their salaries don't exactly, uh, you know, lead to the logical uh, evolution of, well, I make $100,000 a year, I am now a millionaire. Right. That doesn't automatically happen, but it does automatically seem to happen if you stay in Congress long enough. I mean, every one of these people you see that are arguing over the $15, whether it's something we could even possibly sustain, right. imp implement incrementally. These are people that have no concept of what it's like to live on seven bucks an hour. Right. Understand? They, they, they are far removed from that. And, I mean, I know you understand, Maria, but, I mean, that, that's, that's the thing that's often lost. And these people are not even, mm. the, you know, the Ted Cruz's, the, the Bernie Sanders. I mean, go across the aisle. I mean, uh, AOC hasn't been in there long enough to make enough money yet. Right. But I bet you she'll, she'll have it soon anyway. Whether, you know, it just happens. It's the way it is. Well, I don't know. I, I'm going to hope that she's not going to be one that's going to be on the take. And there's a lot of uh, new people in there that I hope won't be on the take because there's no way you're making $174,000 and you become a multimillionaire unless you're on the take, whether it's lobbyists, whether it's foreign governments, whatever, uh, or just stealing from us, just stealing from the treasury. But, you know, let's go back to um, Trump's second impeachment. Okay, I don't know if you... Real quick, though, before we get there, and this is a good bridge, those people are not the elites. A lot of people say, well, those are the elites. They're not even the elites. They're the middle managers. Right. You understand? Those are the people that it's like, listen, we're going to pay you real well to make sure that you keep the gates locked for all those other barbarians. Uh. And that's how they get them. Now, I don't know that AOC is going to get there, but, you know, odds are if I'm gambling, got to tell you, anybody who stays in Congress, if she stays there, 
it usually means she had to have been part of the game. I mean, you don't get to stay when they don't want you there anymore. That's the way it usually goes. Yeah, well, let's hope they don't uh, pull Wellstone her or Dennis Kucinich or Cynthia McKinney her out of office. Right. Uh, and if people don't know what I'm talking about, you got to do a little research on that one. Uh, you know, when I was watching Trump's ridiculous lawyer at the impeachment, the second one, the way he blew smoke up the senator's asses about how they're not regular people, they're extraordinary, they're heroes, they should be treated like extraordinary people, you know, and it goes right back to what we're just talking about, you know, making these people out to be untouchable or like they're gods or, you know, they don't put their pants on, you know, one leg at a time uh, is ridiculous and I think it creates that fear and awe that most people have about holding these people accountable. Well, you know, here's the problem with holding them accountable. You and I are not in charge of that. Uh, and, and the fact is, they never are. We've talked about selective enforcement on this show. Right, right. Uh, you, you know, when we talked about, I mean, it's been a year since, uh, what, Ahmaud Arbery was killed, right? All right, a year actually till t- to today, I think. Today's the anniversary of his murder. Well, there you go, and I bring it up because here we are still dealing with the, uh, you know, that, that that is as yet unfully prosecuted, right. isn't it? Uh, but, you know, the speed at which you can dis, you know, dismiss the charges against a guy like Trump, the, the speed at which you can turn around, and I guarantee you these 200 arrests, a whole lot of those people, when it's found out that they had connections to some of these middle managers, they're not going to be dealt with. So you want to get into the Trump impeachment? <laughs> sure, I'm in the mood for comedy, Maria. Let's <laughs> Well, let's take a short break, and then we'll come back and uh, kick it around. So stay with us. Chuck and I will be right Hi, this is Maria. I don't often get to talk directly to the listeners here on the Gary Knoll Network, but I felt like doing that today. I know a lot of you really enjoy my show, but you might not know that I do four shows a week over at my website, maria.net. So if you're loving the show you get to hear on Sunday... Come on over to my site and subscribe because I've got hundreds of hours of great shows on pretty much every topic in the universe. Uh, And that again is maria.net, M-E-R-I-A.net. And now we can get back to this excellent show. Thanks. Okay, welcome back to Hell in High Water. Uh, I don't know if you, the audience, can tell, but Chuck and I are a little more relaxed and not as on fire as we normally would have been the past five years. Uh, Chuck. wonder why. Uh, I have to tell you, I actually wanted to start the show out by asking you how much more relaxed you are now that Trump's been out of office for a month. Well, you know, I, I got to say it's, it's remarkable to me how, you know, you can turn down the temperature. Uh, but again, people are living in their own segregated realities. For you and me, it got easier because we no longer have to deal with this entity sucking the air out of everything. The incubus. Right? Right. Uh, huh. and, and yeah, no, it got easier. But, you know, do, do I think everything is now suddenly better? No, I'm not a fool. You know, the system and the establishment is still in place. Right. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it hasn't all changed. 
I mean, oh, well, Merrick Garland is going to be the Attorney General. Yeah, also see his involvement in the Oklahoma City bombing, okay? Um, <laughs> take a look at, you know, well, J Janet Yellen's there. Yeah, take a look at her involvement in financial manipulations that weren't necessarily positive for you and me. I mean, really, you, you have a different set of, okay, now we've gone back to the old quieter sort of criminality. Right. Um, you know, so it, it is it is easier to digest than it was, um, you know, but is there just as much on the table? I think so. Uh, so, you know, but but I do feel in general um, relief more relaxed. Right. I waited. <laughs> I waited uh, uh, until after Trump was out to see how long it would take for me to get off my migraine medication, to get off my anxiety medication. Uh, and then I chanced it. I waited, though. <laughs> I was too paranoid to just get, cut it off quickly. Uh, but as of pretty much the first of this month, I was able to get off both medications. So when I first went to my doctor to tell him I had Trump anxiety disease, and it was killing me. He argued with me that, you know, he's not, you know, he's not any worse than the rest of our presidents. And I said, oh, no, yes, he is. Uh, and I'm not a person for medication, as you know. Uh, but it, it just got to that point where I said, all right, it's this or I'm just going to keep, I'm going to just faint and fall on the floor from, you know, palpitations. Uh, but it did take that long because I don't have to see him every day. I don't have to wake up and say, what the hell did he do? I don't have to cover a thousand Trump stories a day. Uh, and for me, it's a relief. Okay. I mean, I'm sleeping better. I mean, I just feel happier because I don't have to follow this crap 24-7. You know, my news shows, I turned around and changed the name back to Maria with the News. Okay. Oh. Because it's not Planet of the Apes anymore, and you know, and it's flying monkeys. Uh, I'm able to cover more world news like I like to, more environmental news, which is important, uh, than having to cover the biggest thief that ever sat in the office. Uh, so for me, I, I don't know, I, I think, and I hope that my listeners have, have noticed a difference in my tone. Um, it's just like I'm on vacation. That's how I feel. Like I just escaped from hell. Well, see, that was the thing is I, I did take another break, you know, recently, but I took a break during that five year time period as well. And uh, it, it, it was not uh, intentional. My equipment went down and burnt out and I needed to replace it. So it took a little time. Um, now, when that happened, um, the second I stepped back into doing what I was doing, mm -hmm. um, the anxiety, the constant anxiety kicked back in. Mm -hmm. I got to say that, uh, you know, sleep has been better uh, in the past couple of weeks, for sure. I think at first, though, to be honest with you, I don't think it immediately happened like, you know, on inauguration. No, it didn't part. happen. It didn't happen for me either. It took at least a month. And then I said, dare I, dare I think that I can go without a migraine? Uh, so I was a little paranoid, but I did it anyway. Uh, and it's almost—it's almost like, are you sure he's gone? Uh, well, I mean, listen. <laughs> like I said on my show, first of all, I didn't take any time off that whole five years. 
I didn't take any time off till it was too late for me. I was already crashing and burning. That's when I took a Christmas week off. Uh, so it was it was constant. Okay. Uh, but, you know, I did say, and I will say, I'm going to take great pleasure in covering his downfall. Every case against him. Because that's how I will heal. And I'm sure there are people out there listening that feel the same way as you and I do. Well, you know, if he pays a price, because I still am not uh, settled on the idea that the system is going to punish this guy in any way, shape, or form. If he pays a price, I I think I will uh, get a bit of joy out of it. And and not because I'm just a vindictive, you know, partisan, but it it would be nice to see the system kind of work. And, and in that vein, of course, uh, the, the, the Supreme Court has now refused to stop, you know, obstructing uh, the... the uh, right, what a surprise. What did you think about the fact that he loaded the courts with those three morons and they voted against him anyway? Think about how relieved they are. Yeah, well, there, there you have it. Uh, let, let's see, what, what, what was the, the email I got from you? I think it was yesterday that said, stack the court and, and still has to hand over the uh, tax returns anyway. Right. I, I again, it's comedy at this point. Uh, you know, the, the idea that, that uh, the, these fools, even though this guy lost an election, mm-hmm. are still having to go and kiss the ring at Mar-a-Lago, for God's sake. Yeah, what has he got on them? Maybe they like the taste of mushroom. There's a thought. Uh, hey, something, <clears throat> something's going on. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know. But, and, uh, and you know, you Rush think Lim- about it. You know, listen. Well, Rush Limbaugh, where Florida, D. Satan in charge of Florida, wanted to have the flags at half mass for the enemy of the people, a man who ragged on everybody from women to gay people to black people, to migrants, and yet he got the Medal of Freedom, okay? Well, I hope they buried it with him. Uh, And, you know, luckily one woman legislator in Florida said, yeah, no, we're not lowering the flag to half-mass for him. Uh, But I was amazed that the day day dropped dead finally. Uh, Fox News, I mean, it was 24 hours on on just Rush Limbaugh. Nothing else. It's like there was no other news happening. Uh, so, you know, Fox News is, is a station that needs to be gone forever as far as I'm concerned because whenever I tune it in at the gym just to see, like yesterday when they were covering uh, the COVID thing with Fauci and whoever, uh, on every other station, I said, let me go to channel uh, whatever it is that Fox is on and see if they have this being covered live as well. Yeah, No. They didn't. I don't even remember what trivial stuff they were talking about. Well, maybe it's uh, Hunter Biden and how we should definitely investigate it. Well, uh, maybe they're going to rag on... What do you think about how low a human being do you have to be to pick on a dog? Okay. Man's best friend. Okay. What Native Americans used to use before they were introduced to the horse. Okay which is something people don't know. The Native Americans had never seen a horse until the Spaniards brought them here. They used dogs for the same reason, because they didn't ride them, but they used the dogs as helpmates. And now you have people on Newsmax, which I thought was a satirical comic site, 
Ragnon tramped the dog, a 13-year-old German shepherd. And I said, you know, I wonder what that guy would do if he turned an alley and there was a German shepherd waiting for him. Uh, I mean, come on, what kind of crap is this? Okay. They have nothing else they can talk about except that Joe Biden and his wife have a fake relationship. If anybody has a fake relationship, it's the gold digger and the old fool. Okay, they even admitted that to uh, Michael Cohen. I don't know if you've seen any of Michael Cohen's latest interviews. They're pretty good. But he said when he met Melania, he said, you know, would you have married Trump if he didn't have money? And she said, and she pointed to her looks and her body, and she said, do you think he would have married me if I didn't look like this? There you go. A a financial arrangement. Of course. Uh, I mean, you ever see them happy? You ever see them hug? I mean, even on the inauguration day, that famous picture of her sitting at the table in that ugly blue thing she was wearing with a frown on her face and neither one of them making contact, which they never did in five years or probably ever. Uh, but now they want to say Biden and his wife's relationship is fake. Okay. Well, you know what? If it's fake, I'd rather watch them fakely hug and kiss each other and play with their dogs. That works for me. You know what? That that works for me, too. And it's a lot better than, you know, having leaked audio of, I don't care about effing Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) Well, rumor has it she's super pissed off that Trump ruined her reputation. And I, when I saw that, I was like, what? What reputation? Well, perspective here. I mean, if you're doing, you know, girl-on-girl modeling, uh, you know, and I'm being polite here. Right. Uh, you know, what reputation do you have right. that is uh, to be ruined? I See, I don't get it. It's just like that weird display of I'm going to, you know, make everything very elitist and very, you know, plain and... Uh, change the garden and change the way the Christmas display is done. All right. And in other words, make everything as ugly and basic as she is. I know it's ridiculous, but listen, you know, rumor has it because uh, you know she likes to sue everybody that has anything to say against her. Uh, but rumor has it, you know, she blackmailed him right after inauguration by not moving to the White House until they redid their prenup. She used the excuse that she had her son, you know, her son, maybe Putin's son, uh, in school. So she didn't want to take him out of school. Uh, So listen, they're shop operators. And like Michael Cohen said, she's just like him. And that's what people need to to understand. She is just like him, you know. Well, see, that was the whole thing when people were, you know, doing free Melania and she seems to be like a prisoner. Yeah, right. What? She's there by choice. And... She's on board with all this. You know, I, I was saying that a long time ago. People were like, oh, come on. How can you say? Well, because it's just obvious. You know, uh, I, and, and funny thing, I don't know if people even caught this, but in the past couple of weeks, the Justice Department has decided they're no longer going after the uh, the tell-all book writer, you know, Melania's buddy. Right. But even remembers the title of that book at this point. Who cares? But, you know, Justice Department resources were going to be used to go after her, right. you know, for that. Yeah, but so, you know that would never happen because here's the truth in law. It's not libel if it's truth. Mm-hmm. So people can say, you know, this is a libelous lawsuit or whatever, but if it's the truth, it's not libel. You know, so now let's not forget now uh, Dominion 
and their lawsuits. Okay, Mike Lindell, the crack pipe smoker, who I think is back on the pipe, he basically egged them on to sue him because he was trying to say what he was saying was true and he was going to show the proof. So now they are suing him. So now he's worried about, you know, his business is losing so much money. Uh, and, and the truth of the matter is, once I got sucked into buying one of his pillows, it was terrible, okay? And I think it was uh, Seth Meyers last night who ragged on his pillows and said they feel like pillows stuffed with nickels. Uh, so now that's libel, okay? They've got a good case against him, against Rudy Giuliani, all the rest of them. Uh, and now, as a thank you, Trump's fired Giuliani and wants nothing to do with him. were paid there and uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. Of course, Giuliani's dealing with a lawsuit. Uh, you know, and, and kind of funny because, again, if you want to talk about the reality of how these things are done, fine. But these guys made up other stories that just didn't match the reality. It's like the whole thing I was talking about with Georgia, where, quite frankly, as corrupt as things are in Georgia... The fact that those two senators were selected the way they were um, actually proved to me that on occasion, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was one of the most accurate votes right. probably ever cast that I've ever witnessed right. in a state I've lived in. Um, and that's the truth of the population here. It is a razor-thin margin, right. but this is a purple state. Now, the loudmouths here are red state people. But truthfully, there's a whole lot of population that just is ignored and, quite frankly, marginalized in various ways, Mm -hmm. is uh, discounted when it comes to the processes. And you know what? If enough of them decide to get involved, they can just barely outnumber the loudmouths. Exactly. Well, you know, listen, it's the same thing. Well, that was a good thing. I'm sure you saw that Purdue said he was going to run against uh, Warnock uh, next year. And today, Purdue said he's not running. Oh, really? Yeah. Did he want to get uh, a second pardon? Was that what he was looking for? You know, I'm looking at a lot of these criminals that are going to be brought up on charges and being investigated. And even though they may have gotten a pardon for Trump, they're not going to get a pardon a second time because Trump's not in office anymore. Yeah, that's the thing, though. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know because even Trump pardoned some people that you know had been, uh, well, you know, favored in the past as well. I mean, clemency with these presidents. That's another funny thing is that uh, realistically, Trump didn't pardon as many people as some other presidents did. Trump didn't pardon even the worst of the worst, as some other presidents did. But almost all of his pardons were in some sort of service to him. Of course, cover-up. was curious. He made it very clear to Paul Manafort, you know, if you keep your mouth shut, I'll take care of you. So he did. You know, uh, to him, you know, he always wanted undying loyalty, but gives none. He doesn't even have loyalty to his own family, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so it's a good thing that he's gone. So let's jump the let's jump over to last night, where Joe Biden, his wife uh, Kamala Harris, her husband, uh, they had five hundred thousand candles. I think uh, they honored 
and hold a, a moment of silence for the half a million people that are dead from supposedly COVID in the country. When we had Trump yes. who never acknowledged anybody that died from COVID. Yeah, see, and I have mixed feelings about this. Yeah, but at least but... he's putting on the show, you know what I mean? He's making us feel normal, like a normal president would act this way. Even when they asked him, are you watching the impeachment? He says, no, I'm working. Okay, that's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to be working. Uh, so I think that that has helped. I could tell you, Chuck, I'm happy every morning. When I look at Instagram, it's usually the first thing I go to to see what news is popping up, that there's nothing there. I say to myself, wow, there's really nothing here worth sharing. Okay, and it feels good. I don't get my morning palpitations. You know, but I did get palpitations every single morning for the past, I want to say, the last six or seven months of Trump in office. Uh, well, you know, it, it, me too, and I'll tell you what else. Uh, honestly, I wish I could wait till the morning because, you know, I'm one of these guys who wakes up in the middle of the night several times. And, uh, well, up until very recently anyway. Um <clears throat> And, uh, you know, I'm not saying that I, uh, permanently I'll sleep through the night, but I have been sleeping through the night. Normally over the past five years, though, I wasn't. So I could wake up 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, 3 o'clock in the morning, right. uh, not when I wanted to. And you know what I would do just because, um, I don't know, I guess I have an illness. I, I, I would check to see what's going on in the news. Well, and that would and, stop you from, I, for me, that would, I would never be able to get back to bed if I did that. Well... Well, I try. Not, I try that the last thing I watch at night is a comedy, okay? Whether it's Family Guy, whether it's you know some old comedy series from you know forty years ago, I have to have that in my head so to clear the day. So that, you know, it's not bad too. I love cartoons, by the way. I don't know. You know, I, I think I told you this before. I'm a cartoon like a holic. Uh -huh. uh, I love a, a cartoons that are you know semi-adult or adult in nature for sure. Uh, I just, I, I love it. Just the stupidity of it is just great. But you know what else is good, too, for me is Star Trek sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, go watch Stargate. Episode of Star Trek. Right. Watch Stargate, and as soon as they show you the Stargate, push yourself through it. That happened to me on, on an airplane coming from Italy years ago. I sit down next to this guy, Chuck. It was so funny. And it just happened, the movie was going to be Stargate, which is one of my favorites. I must have watched it about at least 20 times. Uh, and they start playing the movie, and as soon as they dig out the old Stargate, and they start activating it, it's like I slipped right through it. And I was sleeping for the whole eight-hour flights. I woke up probably drooling on this poor guy sitting next to me. But, I mean, I, I saw it, I went through it, and boom, that was the whole flight. So, there's another movie. But for those of you who really have insomnia and you can't sleep, there are a couple of movies that'll definitely put you to sleep. First of all, I just saw the one they're raving about online, uh, Nomadland, which, ooh-wee, what a snorer that turned out to be. Even though it's a good subject and whatnot, I was like, oh, God. I'm trapped in this movie and I can't get out. Uh, Howard's End is another one guaranteed to put you to sleep. And if neither of those work, try driving Miss Daisy. Okay. <laughs> so, so there you have it. I was like, snore, when is this movie going to be over? Because once I'm invested in a movie, I can't just cut it off. 
I always live in the hope that it's going to get better somehow. Of course, it doesn't. But then at least you can talk about how bad it was, you know, and have conversation about it. You know, that, that's, that's a good point. But look, we, we, we can all find a way to detach occasionally and allow ourselves to be entertained. Now, you shouldn't live in the entertainment world for sure, but every once in a while I think it's good to check your mind into it. I enjoy some of this stuff. Uh, I don't watch, you know, a lot of stuff regularly, but quite honestly, a, a bit of comedy is always a good thing. Oh, yeah. Laughter uh, is good medicine. Laughter's always been good medicine. You know, uh, I get a lot of compliments on my new shows because people listen and they laugh. You know, and a little aside that people don't know is I did do stand-up comedy for a while, not as long as I would have liked because radio came along. Uh, but we have to laugh because if we don't laugh, we'll take it too seriously and we'll get sick and die. Yeah, that's the truth. Uh, and you, you got you got to laugh at some of the things that, you know, might be a little dark on occasion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it. You can't it. laugh at all. <laughs> tell me about it. All right, one more thing on the movies, okay, because I'm a little slow. You know, everybody else, who knows when this movie won Academy Awards, I couldn't tell you. But everybody ragged on the movie uh, The Shape of Water. And it just so happened, see, for me, I wait till it's free on Netflix because I'm already paying for Netflix. Uh, so the other night I said, well, everybody said this movie was so terrible, so I'm going to watch it. And uh, I want to make up my own mind. I can tell you that I thought the movie was excellent. The cinematography, the way they shot that film was pure art. The lighting, the costumes, everything, art. It was an updated story of Beauty and the Beast mixed with the creature from the Black Lagoon. I thought it was extremely imaginative, extremely well done and acted. Uh, and it was pure entertainment. If anybody was looking at that to make sense, then they were looking at the wrong film. So, you know, if you haven't seen The Shape of Water, don't listen to what other people say. You know, and as an artist, I could appreciate what I was seeing. I mean, it was visually amazing. Uh, and I thought I would throw that out there, Chuck. So look at what we got to talk about today compared to the past five years. Well, and you know what? Even last time we got together, we spent a good while on good music. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and th that's, that's, I guess, the overall message here is to not allow yourself to be sucked into this stuff, right. uh, any of it. No, the arts Such exist for a reason. The, well, you, you don't want to be sucked into the, the news and the politics and the, no. you know, and the suffering. I mean, that stuff will wait there for you all the time. Occasionally, you know, you, you can enjoy some things that are not necessarily right. uh, anything other than for the sake of enjoyment. Right, just good, enjoy. Good, Remember good that. time while we're here. Absolutely. Or as one drunk on a stuck cruise I was on said, we're not here for a long time. We're here for a good time. And people have forgotten that. That's for sure. Chuck, we're out of time. I want to thank you for joining me. I'll talk again with you in, what, two weeks? So yep. you, you, take, always, Mom, uh, you take good care and we'll talk soon. All right. Okay. Bye. Chuck Ocelli, one of a kind. So get over to Ocelli.com. Uh, I think Chuck's new project sounds interesting because I like to do that too. Just live by example and be my own guinea pig for everything that comes my way that makes sense. Anyway, thanks for supporting my work. And especially those of you that have been with me forever. Don't think that I don't recognize you every month when I see your subscription donation come in. 
Uh, and I will see you guys next time. Stay safe. Thank you for listening and supporting The Maria Show. Tell others what you learned today. Knowledge becomes wisdom only when it's shared. Encourage others to subscribe today. www.maria.net Often imitated, never duplicated. A world of information all in one place. www.maria.net Always ahead of the curve. Always on your side. Get active or get radioactive. Subscribe today.